Welcome to that Florida podcast and we're going to go a different route today. I've got a guest on who's moved down permanently to Florida some time ago and we're going to interview my good friend here Jeff Apolka about why he moved to Florida. Jeff sir how are you doing? Good good Kevin how you doing? Yeah really good my friend. Jeff's the uh, voice behind my intro for my sister podcast Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club so thanks for that again. You're welcome. Also, he did a little uh, a little intro for a friend of mine whose daughter was going to to Disney a few weeks ago. So they, she's still playing that now, apparently. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. Little summer blesser. Right, Jeff. So you, I don't know anything really about your backstory with moving to Florida. I do. I did. I was aware. We've met a couple of times. I knew that you weren't a a native Floridian. So when did you move to Florida? I uh, moved to Florida in 2000. So quite a long I was, time. I'm originally from uh, from uh, central New York state. And uh, I had lived, I went to college in Ohio. And then uh, after I graduated college, I worked for an insurance company and, and lived there in New York. And then through my job, I lived in Detroit, Michigan, and then Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so- and uh, during the, during that time, my uh, my my family started moving to Florida when I was in Atlanta. Oh, so you moved down to be close to family, or just? Yeah. So so when I was in Atlanta, I was I was close. It was probably an eight hour drive from Atlanta to where my family had moved to on the east coast. It's it's New Smyrna Beach, Edgewater is the area, and it's just below Daytona on the east coast kind of um it's probably uh an hour and a half um below jacksonville so you're on the east coast then yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, my my family was moving to that area and i wanted to get closer so then i moved down okay so that that's over 20 years ago so pre pre pre-children then yeah pre-children pre-marriage i was single (laughs) and uh I got a job. My, so they lived on the east coast of Florida, and I, I moved down without a job, and then got a job in the Orlando area. So for for a little bit, I was commuting from there, and then I moved to. Um, I lived around the Orlando area. I lived in Celebration, Florida, for a little while, uh, and then I lived uh, near the Universal area for a little while. Yeah, I've heard a lot about celebration, and obviously loved what... celebration. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. It's expensive though, and that's I eventually left there because it was kind of getting pricey for a. It was a tiny, tiny apartment for a lot of money. So I moved to the you know Orlando area. Was able to get something a little bigger for less money. Yeah, I think that's the thing now, isn't it? It the further out you get from that Disney property, the the cheaper it gets. Yeah. Cheaper yeah, being in yeah. in inverted commas, obviously, because nothing's cheap now. Yeah, 
nothing is cheap. Yeah, nothing. It's probably the same everywhere, I think. But, you know, apartments and housing. And it's to the point now, I think, a house, a house housing costs here are on the rise. But still, I'm finding that it's cheaper to live in a house to have a, pay a mortgage than it is to pay rent. Yeah, I, I find that. I mean, I'm going down this road looking at, places in florida talking to people that move into florida because it's an interest of mine i i rent i own property and rent it so i've always had my eye in the property yeah. market we should have took the the plunge back in 2009 i think when when they're really affordable but now they've got up to almost unattainable for brits because we've got obviously the double edge sword that we used to get two dollars to the pound and now it's about down at 120 somewhere around that sort of wow you know it's it makes the property a lot more expensive even if the price hadn't gone up right right yeah so you you based yourself on that east coast then yeah so i had i lived there for a couple years and then uh then i met my future wife and she lived over uh, where my parents lived in this new smyrna beach on the east coast so i ended up um, we got married and I ended up, instead of having her come to Orlando, I moved over there to the coast and then got a house over here. Yeah, I mean, is it a lot cheaper in that area than, than the Orlando area? I'd assume it might be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. It is. And, um, you know, it's slower. It's slower paced. It's, you know, people have different interests. You know, some people like the city. Some people don't like the city. And you got everything in Florida. You know, there's there are cities, there's bigger cities, there's smaller cities, there's retirement areas, there's very very rural areas. So really, it's all about what you know, what kind of lifestyle are you looking for? Yeah, you've got some in America we don't really have in the UK. You've got plus fifty residential areas, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. fifty, or is it plus fifty-five? I, I'm not sure. It's Usually fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. Usually fifty five. Yeah, yeah. I I meet that now. I'm uh, I'm turning six, <laughs> turning sixty this year. Yeah, well, I'm sure. But most people know I turned fifty five this year. So, like, yeah, I was interested in that. That seems it seems something a lot different to the UK. We we don't have also these OHAs and and things like that to deal with in the UK so much. Yeah, but yeah, so the properties on on that east and west coast are probably just a little more cheaper than central florida if you're around the orlando area and around Walt disney world but it's like everything the further out you get away from from stuff the the more the, the more your money will buy you yeah the closer you are to a big city or you go down south florida where miami and fort lauderdale it's more tropical down there it's a little ritzier down there so it's it's more expensive down there and then even you know even where i am there's i'm you know a couple miles from a river and then right it's the intercoastal waterway that runs north and south on the east coast of florida runs up and down the east coast of florida there's the river and then there's a spit of land between the river and the ocean so where i am i'm inland you have to go you have to go north about three four miles to get a bridge to cross over the river and get to the ocean side but then prices start going up if you're ocean side Beachside, we call it. if you're beachside, it's very expensive. And then even if you're on the river, it's a nice, real nice area, big million dollar homes there. And uh, so even in a, in this area, you can find 
parts that are more expensive and parts that are less expensive. Yeah, that sounds a little bit like the uh, Sandbanks area on Pool, not far from where I live on the mainland. That's where uh, a lot of the the expensive houses are, the million plus ones. Mind you, not right, like, right. Not, not the million pound will buy you a lot of house these days, unfortunately, in the UK. Wow. It won't won't buy you an apartment in London. Wow. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so that's a, that's basically where you, you move there for family and stuff like that then. So that answers yeah. my question, yeah. why did you move there? So did you find finding work down in Florida? I mean, I know that's 20 years ago, so things have changed. And obviously you weren't work, people aren't working remotely like they are now, were they, back in 2000? No, so I was, you know, commuting from here on the East Coast to my job was in Orlando still. Um, so it was an hour plus ride there and an hour plus ride back every day and then uh and then then i did get was able to start working remotely 10 years or so ago and that's been perfect still being able to live over here you know it's slow um it's easy to get from one place to another you get around the cities orlando jacksonville uh, miami tampa you get around those cities and it takes the traffic is bad and it takes a long time to get anywhere. So it's very a big relief living over here and it's just so much slower. Yeah, so you're not having, you must have been one of the early adopters of working remotely and if you've been working 10 years. I was, yeah. And then when, when COVID hit, you know, our whole, our whole company went remote and we just maybe a week or so ago starting to trickle in and let people go back to the office, but it's been a long time. I had already been doing it, so it was nothing new for me. Yeah. So that, that makes, if you're not commuting, that makes living wherever you want to live. And obviously, ideally, you want to live somewhere where close to your family and where you can get value for money for your property. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it is very, you know, there's a lot of remote jobs around. I mean, depending on what you do. But if you have a desk job, it's pretty, pretty popular now working remotely yeah unfortunately i'm not in an industry that allows me to do that but yeah working, right. working remotely um for most people is a great option i know a lot of people friends of mine have moved down to southampton they lived in london and they've moved out of a little tiny flat in peckham to a a three-story house in southampton and <laughs> you know <laughs> managed to keep the same sort of mortgage going you know so that's a an indication of it's exactly the same here in the UK. So now they're up down on the south coast, right by the coast, and they don't have to commute to work. They only go in. I think they said they were going in one day a week into the office. So right, good links from right. Southampton up to London. And of course, you're getting. Yeah. Are you anywhere near that U train line they're putting in? No, not really. It's that right now. They're going to do some from. Orlando, like the airport over to Disney. And I, I know there's talk of Orlando to Miami Yeah. also. Yeah. Is it Amtrak? Yeah. Amtrak. Yeah. 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 yeah they're going to come down that coast. I wondered if you were close to that because that will change, obviously, the property prices when that comes in. If you're really, if you're anywhere yeah. close to that, wouldn't it? We had the same thing yeah. with uh, the main motorway into London from where we lived in Oxford. And it made a, such a difference to the property valuations. Oh, incredible wow. you know well yeah and and right now jobs are you know jobs are everywhere if you're you know if you're in the service industry and and you have to go into work 
you can throw a stone and find a job now. It's in, that interests me because not being too, too crude a point on it, we we lost a lot of people obviously to this great unpleasantness. But I don't understand why there's such a lack of people to do these jobs. I, I haven't I haven't figured out what happened. I, I know I really don't understand what, how there could be so many job openings. People, I mean. People evidently stopped working, and what are what are they doing? I don't really know. Because it's not the industries that are really struggling, and not the sort of industries the the older semi-retired people were in, which would right that that age group of retirees and semi-retirements was was the, perhaps the, the age group that were hit the hardest by the uh, COVID. So I mean, it's not like this is really like the college students work just out of college that sort of people, yeah. or, in, or still working their way through college that would would do those right. sort of jobs normally so i really don't understand why there's such a, a lack right. of people there to do the job but I, yeah it's restaurants servers at restaurants you're right and it, that's it's the college kids and the people just out of college that have had the, all those server jobs and yeah i don't know i don't know what they're doing instead yeah interesting so bearing in mind that you've been down in florida 20 years what would you do any different if you were to do it now? Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about that, and I don't think I would have done it any differently. Um, you know, it's always I, I moved before I had a job, and I don't think it, Florida, it, you know, has anything about Florida. I always, even you know, my son or any anyone, I would always say it's better to get a job before you move than move and try and find a job so that's probably one thing I, I was able to find one you know wasn't too difficult if you have a if you have a skill or if you have experience in a certain area you could probably find jobs fairly easily but i i always say you know get your job first and then move yeah when we moved down because we moved from Oxford down to the Isle of Wight well, about 18 years ago. And we did the same. We actually transferred with a company we work for. So we yeah. went from an area, Oxford's about third or fourth most expensive place to live in the country, along with below your sort of Edinburgh's, and, well, Edinburgh's and your London's and places like that. Oxford's now just below that a couple of notches. So we, we moved down to the Isle of Wight, which was at the other end of the scale. Being able to move with work was at least we had a job. We had nowhere to live, but right. we had a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, at least you have a job, you have income. It, yeah. You'll find a place to live. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we did. We moved down and stayed in what we would refer to as a caravan. You'd go to an RV or a trailer for three or four months until we could find a property. So that's that's what we did. And that's the sort of thing I think a lot of Americans are doing at the moment. And moving down to, to Florida, they can come down with work or find jobs in their industry certainly if you're in the building or industry i think you could find a job in florida no problem at all so yeah any any of the building or any like uh type work like I ha i'm having a door put on my house and they are they're so slammed with work that it's going to be four or five months before they can get to it um and so any kind of home building um plumbers i mean just oh. all kinds all kinds of pe people need everything well i just on another little tangent i came back from g3 to leaking taps oh. <laughs> well they weren't leaking because i turned the water off but when i turned the water back on they started leaking oh and uh I just got them repaired this weekend <laughs> that's how oh. long it's taken me to get a plumber to come out and do it and we came oh. back from the G3 in well, middle of February, 10th of February, we came back. And I've been trying to get them sorted since. 
So yeah, that yeah, it's not. No matter not, what's going on with the economy, no matter what's going on with the world, people always need that kind of, you know, job. Yeah, maintenance or or any sort of building yeah, industry. Right, right. Yeah, it's and obviously there's a lot of building industry go, going up in in Florida and in any. Yeah, every time area. I turn around, there's a there's a new housing development. I mean, three, four, I think five different housing developments have started here just within five miles of where I live within the last year. Yeah, I've I've noticed that when even just the few people I know from Florida, there's been a lot of people buying houses and the property development is going on and on and on. I mean, yeah. you do tend to build new property, but to buy a lot of new properties and build new properties, you will redevelop areas. Whereas in the UK, we're just yeah. infilling all the time at the moment rather than knocking down and building up new new developments. Because you'll start up a whole, whole new towns and putting infrastructure like that. Absolutely, yeah, new new towns. And, and I always wonder, where are the people coming from? What are they doing? Because I don't really, I mean... Florida, you know, has a lot of retirees that live here. So I, th- I would imagine a good portion of the people moving here and, and building new houses are retirees. And and I think this whole remote work thing is part of it, too. And you can live anywhere now. So go to Florida and build a house. You can still work from wherever you were before. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I think uh, Chad Pennycuff is, is one of those. And uh, a couple of other people that I've heard of, if you work remotely, then you why not live where you want to live rather than where you have to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're definitely right there. So just to sort of finish off, what advice would you give to somebody thinking of moving to Florida? And I'm assuming this is an American, not a Brit like me who will never get a green card because I'm too old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, part of it, there is, Florida's a big state and there's different kinds of areas. There's the cities, there's um, different climates. North Florida can get pretty cool or even cold in the winter. South Florida is more tropical and rarely gets cold. And then I'm kind of in the middle central Florida where we'll have some weeks of colder weather in the winter, but most of the time it's warmer. But then the coast is different from inland. You know, a lot of it's the temperature, you know, what, what kind of you know, what kind of temperature can you handle? Can you handle hot, hot, hot all year round? Or do you want a little cold? You know, the you get the ocean breezes if you live near the coast. And there's east coast is different from west coast. Uh, rural, you got you got urban areas. So, you know, I think it's think about like where, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Uh, what kind of traffic do you want to be around? You want it slow? You want busy? Maybe have family too. If you have family, that's i think that's pretty big you know go to where your family is yeah because a lot of people move there because obviously i want to be close to the theme parks and stuff like that but that too yeah if that's important then then definitely move close to the theme park and it is important especially you know our groups um i think i'm glad that i live about an hour and a half from the theme parks and i'm i'm glad that i don't live farther yeah because you can uh, an hour and a half you could squeeze a day trip in if you want or just an overnight yeah trip, too bad is it but yeah yeah, yeah. an hour and a half to us sounds like a long way because we, we we usually do it in miles so what's that what are you calling an hour and a half about 60 miles something like that uh about 90 miles 90 so you, you you you're pegging it yeah 
it's just I always find that an interesting thing with Americans that they do everything in time, whereas in the UK we, we oh. tend to we tend to work it in how, how many miles we'd be from somewhere, and we do it in miles. We we're not kilometers. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I've had this conversation with Joe. We we measure everything in miles and miles per hour. It's like my car. You oh, get in it, I had no idea. The digital read off is miles per hour, even though it's a French oh. car, and would be oh. in kilometers <laughs> normally. But for the UK market, it's it's done in miles per hour. So yeah, it, I think part of it too is is you know depending on where you live, if you live in a, a more urban area with a lot of traffic, you can't judge by miles. It could you could be going somewhere that's fifteen miles away, and it could take you an hour, yeah, depending on the this traffic. Exactly so it. I think that's I think that's why we talk in time rather than miles because miles doesn't necessarily tell you how long it's going to take to get there yeah yeah i'll be mean, like i can if i go from here to ride which is off the main road i mean this is the, the busiest road on the island that's only about seven or eight miles it could take me 30 minutes yeah but i yeah. can go the other way to the other end of the island where no one else is going and i can do that in 10 or 15 and it's probably further right. but because right, less right. people are going that way because all the ferry ports are that way all the tourists are coming that way so over east of that road's <laughs> chock-a-block and then going into June when we get the festival, it's madness. But yeah, it, right, right. it's horses and courses, but I'm always interested why, they, why you always do everything in time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jeff, well, thanks for that. It's, it's been interesting and we're going to try and do a few of these little interviews with different people to get sort of some knowledge and some ideas of of what it's like to live in Florida and purchase a property over there. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it's interesting. It's interesting for me because I, I quite like property and property development and stuff like that. But our sponsor, David, he's a travel agent and he's looking possibly to, to buy a property. So it'd be an interesting conversation for him to listen to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thanks a lot, my friend. And I think we'll wind it up there. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you could leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice, that would be much appreciated. Like and subscribe and share it with your friends. And why not, while you're there, subscribe to Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Go and give us a listen on our sister podcast. All contact details are in the show notes, so we will speak to you on the next show. The audio for this show has been recorded, edited and produced by Arla White Audio Productions. Hi again, David here. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the ways that I can help you plan the best holiday ever. I own Disney for Brits, which is www.disney4brits.com. If you go onto that website, you'll see a number of things. We've got a shop where we're selling lots and lots of products, including my Disney Florida travel planning book, My Magical Disney Planner. There's also a number of other items that you can buy because I know lots of people that go to Florida love things from there and I bring them back and sell them. Also on there, you'll get access to my YouTube channel, which again is called Disney for Brits. And if you go on there, there's lots and lots of helpful advice and ideas on how to maximize your time, how things in America are different to they are in the UK and how you can just have a great holiday. I don't do news. I just do hints and tips and ideas. The final part on there is my travel agency, D4B Travel. D4B Travel specializes in Disney and Universal 
and Florida holidays. And you can contact me for anything to help you make your travel better. Alongside those, I also do cruises and can do pretty much everything you need for an amazing couples or family holiday, whether you're at the value end or at the deluxe end of the spectrum. Get in touch with me at david at disneyforbrits.com and I'll help you with anything you need with any of those items. If you want some advice and some guidance and you want to book your own holiday, by all means, go and do that. If you want to work with a qualified and proven travel agent that just doesn't know Disney, but pretty much is Disney, then I'm the person to help you. So go to www.disneyforbrits.com and see everything I offer. One final new item, I've just opened a shop on Facebook called My Florida Shopper. So search My Florida Shopper on Facebook and buy all the products and quality things you miss from Orlando and America at the very best prices. 